to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Martin L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. On today's broadcast, we're beginning a brand new series titled Thought Therapy. Bishop Clark uses the book of Proverbs chapter 23 verses 6 through 7 as the background scripture for part one of the message, Update Your Life. Do not eat the bread of him who hath an evil eye, neither desire dainty meats. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. He can say, eat and drink at my table, but his heart doesn't love you. Because it's not what a person does. It is how they think that really determines what type or what kind of person they are. We have the mind of Christ. We're born again. We're washed by the blood of the Lamb. But that's not where it ends. We must by the power of the Holy Spirit, finish the job. We must renew our minds. And this is a daily process for every believer. The reason why we gather is because we gain strength when we gather, but we also gather to get a word from the Lord because faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of the Lord. And the renewal of your mind is critical. The word of God is critical. It's a trigger to help your mind start regulating itself or it helps to regulate your mind to get you to begin to think God's thoughts concerning life and what he feels concerning the issues that you're going through. It is very easy within several weeks to begin to think your own thoughts and function within the framework of those thoughts. It only takes a few days, only a few days to drift away from the things of the Lord. As I go through the scripture, I'm in 2 Kings right now, and, and one of the things that, uh, I'm sorry, 1 Kings, one of the things that, that is highlighted in 1 Kings, especially the first 11 chapters, is the life of Solomon, who came into the kingdom for such a time. He was selected to, um, to succeed his father, and he did so, and the scripture is, is clear, explaining the glory of the kingdom, the glory of the kingdom, his preeminence his wisdom far excels those who were in the east he was powerful uh, very equipped to do what he was called to do uh, the judgments uh, that he would that he would give the proverbs cause his name and fame to go throughout the land throughout his life there was peace a major player in the kingdom his wealth grew his influence grew even the queen of Sheba, when she came to hear his proverbs, fainted in his presence. Wow. You mean a woman could faint when she see a man? Yes. She fainted when she got into the presence of Solomon. Lost, the Bible says she lost strength. <laughs> Just went out. The half has not been told. When she saw his servants and saw the meat and the way the people loved to serve. 
how he functioned and flowed. She brought spices to the man. Feel the air with spices. And then fainted when she saw him. What kind of person is this? The scripture said, but in the 11th chapter, you know, Solomon loved many women. He fell in love with many. It wasn't like just one or two. Many women, like 700. Just excessive in everything he would do. He had the wisdom. He was like this. God, give me wisdom and I don't need to pray anymore. Give me wisdom and I don't need to seek your face. Give me wisdom and I can take it from here. Give me wisdom and I got this business deal. Give me wisdom and I don't need to go. To, I'm, I'm all churched out. I'm all churched. I don't need church. I don't need organized church because I got wisdom. What? The gifts that God gives us should draw us closer to God. Not cause us to separate from the source. <laughs> when you got saved, you took faith to save us. It takes faith to keep us. <laughs> Whatever you did to get you where you are, you need to keep doing it to stay connected. The scripture says he loved many wives. Then he, he loved them so much he started building temples for the women in the high places. Now, this is a no-no in Israel. This was like crazy. This is a no-no, okay? He builds a temple for the Lord. So much so that the glory comes into the house. And we all celebrate that. I mean, God spoke to him at Gibeon and revealed his mind to the man. The man builds a temple for God. He pulls in cedar wood from all around. He, he laid, lays it in gold. He puts cherubims in there, uh, angels that are, that are huge. He, he, he sacrificed thousands and thousands of sheep and animals for the Lord's sake. And then he blesses the people of God. But in the 11th chapter, he began to move away from the things of God. His mind began to drift. He began to accept things that he knew was wrong. He knew it was wrong, but he continued to do it. So much so that he would take the women that he loved and allow them, he would build temples for their gods in Israel. I want you to think about that. And it displeased the Lord. And what's happening right now with the drifting of our minds, it's very easy to begin to erect idol worship within your life. To love things more than we love the creator. And I want to just speak to you about that because I believe the Lord is teaching me and sharing with me that I need to teach on regulating the mind right now. We need some mind therapy. Thoughts are way too, uh, way too, too far from the Lord and we need to bring them back in, into order. Can the church say amen? amen? This is not a put down message. It's an informational message uh, to build you up. But I got to tear down these strongholds. You got to come out of the high place. Amen. Get out of the smoke rings. Get out of intellect and start coming back to God. <laughs> so you can't be wiser than Solomon. And I just really believe the Lord wants me to hit this. Can the church say amen? amen. And then in Ephesians 4, just a little backdrop, it says you're, 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 you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self. Putting off the old self. What's happening right now is that we're returning to the old self. If God delivered you from something, God set you free from the world. Why are you putting your foot back in the world to find you? I want, I want to see, I'm showing you where we are as a, as a society. God delivered us from the streets, but we're bringing the street back into our homes. By what we watch and what we use for entertainment, 
the things that we're doing, the society that we're living in, the society that we're creating, we're pulling people of like minds to ourselves and we need to push back on anything that's not the Lord or like the Lord. And what feels good to you or looks good to you may not be, it's, it, most of the time it has nothing to do with God's, God's heart and his pleasure. Most of the things that God wants us to do will push back on what you want to do. There is a difference between what God wants and what you want. And so we need to put off the old man and it's deceitful desires. It says it right here in verse 23, 22. Corrupted by its deceitful desires. So we have to wash desire. Wash it and sanctify it. Unholy ambition, selfish ambition. We need to watch it. We need to be made new. The scripture says in verse 23, this is Ephesians 4, made new in the, in the attitude of your mind. Made new in the attitude of your mind. The church has been really good as making, especially 20, 30, 40 years ago, making sure that everyone looked like they were believers. But we need to go deeper than that. We need to be made anew in the attitude of our thinking. Because it's really what's going on in the mind that affects how the body flows. The scripture is clear, verse 24, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And there is no compromise in true righteousness and holiness. We're made like God in how we function, true righteousness and holiness. Verse 25, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood. Look at this, speaking truthfully to his neighbor. And so falsehood is usually tied to the way you think. And then ultimately it will affect how you speak. But we need to speak truthfully to your neighbor. Because we're all members of one body. And whatever you do, it should not hurt your neighbor or another member of the body. Verse 26, in your anger, do not sin. We understand that there will be frustration, but he's given us a governor here. Do not, do not allow your anger to take you over into something called sin. You can go too far with it. Don't even let the sun go down on your wrath. You have 24 hours to deal with issues. In a marriage, you should not deal with issues for six months. You have 24 hours to deal with it. At least address it. And then once you address it, it should be remedial. It should be redemptive. In other words, we're trying to move toward wholeness and health. We're not trying to move back. We're trying to move forward. Are you all listening? Do I have your attention? Okay. Say amen for me. Glory to God. I need you to help me preach this. I can preach it, but I need you to say amen. Um, so let's look at this. I believe the Lord spoke to my heart that we need mental therapy, thought therapy. So it sounds like an opportunity to me, a grand opportunity, uh, is pounding at our doors because if God is saying, I need you to correct your thoughts and correct your, your, your mind or your mindsets, there's something at the door that he wants to release. That this present mindset will not be able to engage properly the things that God has in store for us. 
That's why he says, my eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men the good things that God has in store for his people. But he has revealed it unto us by spirit. So you need to tap into the spirit of God with help, which helps to regulate the thought. And usually when God put his thoughts in your mind, you will not behave like you used to behave when you were in the world. And for those who are not a part of the body, I want to encourage you to really accept the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. This, it, is, it is futile to try to change your life without Jesus being the center of your joy. You can't really change it. You know, you're just moving, moving filth from one room to the next. You don't really get rid of it. You're just changing the bacteria from one room to the next. You want it all the way out of your heart and out of your mind. And the only one that can do that is Jesus. Through his blood, he has sanctified us. And through sanctification and believing in him, we have a right to the tree of life. You can start over. Even if you're saving, you fail. Do not give up on God because he won't give up on you. He's able. Come back, do your first work over. Repent and let God touch your life. Amen. The blood I said all of the time. I've been saying it for 20 years, 19 years in this building. The blood is efficacious. It cleansed 2,000 years ago. It even went beyond that. It cleanses now and it will cleanse any trial or any sin that's committed in the future. Don't back up on the blood of Jesus. We need to preach it more and more and more. What washes away sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You can't wash your mouth out with soap and purify your heart. You have to get into the things that God has set for you. Your mind can't enter into this. You must renew your mind. Give God your heart and let him change your life. This is what he's saying. And so we want to make sure that we're loving on Jesus. It sounds like an opportunity to me. What you think has a profound effect, a, 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 a profound effect or consequence on what you do and how you do it. What you think has a profound consequence on what you do and how you do it. So curing the thought, uh, this is what we're implying that the thought needs to be cured. It's like, it's like, it's like uh, the water system on a ship. One ounce of sewage ruins the whole, the whole supply. And so we need to cure the water. You can't just let one ounce of sewage. It, I'm talking about a whole ship. It's done if you drop one, one drop of sewage in it. Then the whole tank, the whole supply needs to be cured. What about thoughts? If it's constantly polluted. Without any remedy, what do you think is happening? It's turning into a sewage. It's turning into sewage. Or a sewer. And it will begin to breed bacteria and things that are not like God. Someone says, I don't like the, I don't like the drink water. Well, let me tell you what water does. Water helps you to flush. Let me say it again. Water helps you to flush. Now, in the natural, that's like saying I don't like the flush toilets in my home. I don't like water, okay? So if you don't flush any toilets for one day, what do you think is going to happen in your house? This is one day with a family of four. 
What would happen in your house if you don't flush? You don't have to say it, but let your mind go there. Little kids, grown-ups, and everybody going to the same place to relieve themselves, and you don't flush anything. Think about it. What happens in two days? What would happen in a week? What would happen in a year? Same place, but you don't like water. You need water. Water is essential for the flush to get rid of not only what's in it, but the stuff it breeds. Let's just take it out the toilet. Let's take it to the garage. Let's take it to the containers that we put on the side of the road. What if we don't take, what if we don't put the garbage out for one week? What happens? What about two weeks? What about a month? What do you think will begin to visit the garbage can? How would it smell in the house? And get, guess what? You can get used to the smell. That's why you need someone that's not necessarily a part of the contamination to investigate every once in a while. You need accountability. You need someone in your life that love you enough to say, mm, this is not right. Stinking thinking. You're talking the wrong way. You haven't flushed in a while. You've isolated yourself and you think everything is okay. Or you can just spray a little, you know, air freshener and everything is right. You got to get to the source. You got to get to the source of what's going on. You got to let God go down to the nitty gritty and clean it. You need Mr. Clean or some Tide or something. Watch this. You need bleach. Watch this. You need sunlight. First sanitizer. Open up the windows and let the sun shine in so we can clean this thing up. Can someone say amen? amen. What about your mind? Which is like a home. Your heart is like a home. It needs flushing. Your body needs flushing. Bathrooms need flushing. And if you don't flush your thoughts with water, it begins to, it begins to stink. And this is what's happening with the world. We're so desensitized. We just think we can think anything we want to think and be the way we want to think, be, and our attitude is totally, a, a totally opposite of what God intended in Christ. You must go to the source and you must flush. Drink as much water, at least 64 ounces of water per day to keep your body flushed out so it won't begin to wrinkle on the inside because it will clog you up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we need that. Jesus, the word of God is water. We're washed through the word of the Lord. You need to get into the word and flush. Ching, ching. We need to flush this stuff out. You haven't been in the house for a while. You become so comfortable with who you are. Nobody can touch it. You think everything is fine. But believe me, it's not fine until you get a fresh flow of water in your life to flush it all out. And we need to do that in our minds. Can the church say amen? Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Curing the thought is our goal. Transforming your mind and ultimately shifting upward is the purpose of this process. We're going to shift upward. We're going to upgrade our lives by flushing the thoughts. Why is therapy, treatment, why is therapy, treatment, healing, and rehabilitation important today? Why is it needed? What are we implying when we say we need to cure thoughts? Why are we suggesting that we need a therapeutic action for the mind? 
I think we heard it on last week. We're living in a fallen world. It is fallen. You're going after it, but it's fallen. It's like trying to go after a tent that's already collapsed. You want to get to a tent and go up under it. It's already collapsed. It's not stable. We're looking at the world saying what the world is supposed to do. The world is in a fallen state. Scripture teaches that the world is wasting away, pining away, even melting. And we have people that are going back to ancient things trying to find sustenance and won't get in the word of God. I want to encourage you to get into the word of God. Stop going after the world and what it presents and let's go after God. This is not the first generation that was presented great things, but it is a generation. There's never been a generation like this when we have been presented with so many great things. Our kids can see, have access into so many great things from youth, from their youth, seven and eight years old. We're even allowing children at seven, instead of trying to shape that they're, they're, they're the culture, we want to ask them, what do you want to do in life instead of shaping what they need to do? We need to disciple them as soon as they come out of the mother's womb. You have, have, hear a parent say, what do you want to do? You want to go to church? No, I don't want to go. Okay, you don't have to go. When the parents should be saying, this is what we need. This is a part of our life. As we eat, drink, and sleep, we need to make sure that we're in the house of the Lord. Glory to God. When Solomon left the king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and began to erect places in the high place, temples in the high place, and offer sacrifices to please the women that was influenced in his mind. The Bible says God appeared unto him and told him that he, uh, because of his attitude, that he was displeased with Solomon because of his attitude. Then he goes on to say, and I'm going to tear the kingdom out of your hands. But I'm not going to do it in your lifetime. Because of your father David, but in the lives of your children, I'm going to rip the kingdom out of their hands. And this is what happens when we leave, when our mind is not really stayed on the Lord. You may be okay. You may be okay. You still have everything intact. But if you could rewind or you could be reborn and see what will happen to the next generation, your children. Because you're not stayed on the Lord and steadfast on what God is saying. The scripture says the kingdom is rent from the next generation. Torn away from. They don't even have a mind to go to God or to be with God or to go to the house of God or to live right. Because you compromised and wouldn't get your head together to bring scripture to the situation and teach what the word is saying, not what people is feeling and what the halls of academia is preaching to our kids. What does God say about life? And if you don't know, the kingdom is torn from the next generation. They won't even want to enter into the house of God. And the things of God is lost with that generation. Not so. God is raising up an army of people who are going to get back to the word of God. Get back to wholesome thoughts. Get back to doing what God is saying to do. So the kingdom will be stable in the next generation. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? 
everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at the word of truth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2458. That's reference number 2458. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. I want to invite you to Truth Reveal International Ministries. Uh, place where we are in the business of saving souls. We strengthen families, we shape leadership, and we serve this generation. In coming to the church, I believe you're going to get a good, good worship experience. Your life will be transformed in the presence of God, but you're also going to get a word from God, a word that's going to impact your life for an eternal purpose. I want to encourage you to come out and visit with us. We don't meet strangers. We just love on the people of God. Smile and a handshake, pressing palms, and kissing our sons is what we do. We love you, and I'd like to see you soon. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.